for our Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. Alrighty, welcome to another episode of King of the Lifts. I'm here with, of course, Ryan Sixpack Lapita, and then we have our European champ over here, Chernes Gangamu. We already did the recap for the European Open Men and then the European Open Women. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. Here we're just going to do a highlights of the sub-juniors and juniors, both for the men and women. I'll start us off, guys. I guess I'll go and say the best lifters and best teams real quick for sub-juniors, men and women, and then we can go into whatever highlights you want to do for sub-juniors, and then we'll repeat for the juniors. So for the women's side, sub-juniors, your best lifter was Kaja Stabuluska from Poland. Uh, second best lifter was Asia Francini from Italy. And third best lifter was Julie Kostian from Finland. And then for the best teams, the best team was Poland, 50 points. Uh, Czechia was second with 38 points. And then third best team was Ukraine, 37 points. And then on the men's side, for the sub-juniors again, the best lifter was Malik Bernoussi-Triolet from France. The second best lifter was Hamza Demir from Austria. And third best lifter was Jordi Van, uh, I'm going to kill this name, Heinigen, I guess, from That's Netherlands. That's disrespectful. That's very disrespectful. <laughs> Making oh, it tough man. here. Uh, and then for the best teams, again, Poland, 43 points, first place. Great Britain, second place with 37 points, just ahead of Czechia, uh, third place with 36 points. So how about Ryan? You want to start us off? What sub-juniors will you want to highlight first? Doggy, we got to talk about Malik. Listen, I'm setting you up. I know. No, listen, 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 listen. Let me calm down a second. 93, this is a kid. You know, he's a sub junior 93. Him totaling 800 kilos. To put in perspective, he's not the youngest. He's not only the youngest 93 to total 800 kilos. He's the youngest period lifter of any weight class to total 800 kilos. Coming out of France, by far in the way, whether it's, you know, the women's or the men's sub juniors, he, he stole the show with that was the talk of the town. If you will, 800 kilos at his age. And, and just for pacing purposes, Ashton Rouska wasn't hitting this at his age. Just for pacing purposes. Now, I understand not everybody's going to pace the same, but think about the world of potential this young man has. Even if his pacing peters out a little bit, how he, he, the, the world championship in the open is still in the 800s, and he's already entered into the 800s. He doesn't need Ashton's pacing to get to the top in the 93s. If he even stays in the 93s, who knows? All eyes on this kid. Very excited to see what he does uh, coming into Malta. And um, yeah, definitely, or sorry, he won't be Malta. He'll be Romania because we're talking about the juniors. But, you know, let, let's see what happens with him. I'm going to be paying attention. The French nationals now, everybody's got to watch these, not just for the women's and the men's in the open, but they're juniors. They have some junior stars. We're going to cover some more of them here, obviously. But watch that kid. Yeah, just uh, adding on there real quick for Malik, I was looking through open powerlifting of like what the highest totals were for sub-juniors at international competitions. So some of the names were first place, Coco Clement, 796. Second was uh, Joe Pena, 790.5. And third from Canada, Cameron St. Amon, 783. So these are all, these were high-level sub-juniors and even juniors, you know, some world champions in there as well. And none of them had reached 800 like he has. I think I think it's worth mentioning that yeah Malik had a, a perfectly amazing day. Probably it's worth mentioning that with um, Amza Deme from Austria in the one of fives. So he's a year younger than Malik, and he totaled seven seven five. So coming next year, that eight hundred plus is going to be is going to be a normal zone for these um, sub juniors. You know Malik is the first one to break it, and the next year I expect probably. When you look at these European Championship, all these sub juniors here 
pretty much all of them. There's still some juniors coming next year. And then I expect that three or four of them to be in the 800 zone, which is mad. Insane. Let me, let me also add, Malik hit hit this at a body weight of 90 kilos. He wasn't even tapped out. Mm-hmm. He's not even... He has room to grow in 93s. Like this isn't, mm-hmm. this isn't, it's crazy. He's so young and he's, if just, if he just grows into 93s, let alone the fact that he's 18, his, it's crazy what his future is. I mean, he can't, people are are warning me, you know, what if his progress slows? Yeah, but he hasn't even filled out 93 yet. And he's, I mean, that, that's he's only sub junior over hundred GL points as well. So, yeah. I mean, That's over awesome. his lift, me, what freaked me out the most, it was not a squat or deadlift, it's his bench press. You know, to see a sub-junior, I mean, probably people that are listening to us probably they wouldn't understand what sub-junior age is, is anything below 18 years old, right? That's a sub-junior. And for it's 18 or 17-year-old kid to bench 202 and 93 kilo body weight, that is insane. That is he, he hit you, 210. You know, was it 210? Well, he hit 202 and a half for a second for the world record. You're right. Then he went up from there, though, at 210. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. He bench 210. And then how many 93s as a senior did he 210 if you're not Kaiko? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or cross stuff. There are not many. You, you can literally count them. So that's, that's, that's mad. Chance, world champion, world record deadlift, world record total. He doesn't have a 200 deadlift, uh, bench press. So you know, for this kid to do that is just in a 90 kilo body weight. It's crazy. I mean, huge is crazy. Yeah. Mention uh, a couple of the other sub-junior men. I was just going real quick, look at the world records. In the 66s, Alessandro Pastorello from Italy, you know, broke the world mm-hmm. record squad in his opener, broke the world record deadlift on his opener, broke, broke the world record total. Um, looking down as well, like a Thomas McCarthy in the 83s from Ireland, world record deadlift 288 kilos. And then just below him, the guy got third place, Damian Rusik from Poland, 289 kilos. So both these guys are already closing in on a 300 kilo deadlift in 83s. Pretty ridiculous. Um, also in the 105s, uh, Susa Oliver from Hungary, he benched 214 kilos, another ridiculous bench there. Um, Another person who can be getting close to 800 kilos going forward, Axel Eisberg in the 120s from Sweden, he told 790.5 world record deadlift, world record total. So a lot of potential there going forward. Just depends on like how many years are these kids going to stay around? Like hopefully they don't drop off. Hopefully these are some names that we're going to see, you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now. Um, anything you guys want to mention for the sub-junior women? No, no major, major highlights right there. It's difficult to say at this age, right? Yeah, I think the, the biggest one that stood out was the one who won best lifter, uh, Kaja from Poland. She right. totaled 453.5 in the 69s, which is which is pretty good. She's not like 500, like the, the top 69s, but she's already in the 450s. And she benched 111. She broke the world record on her opening attempt. And 111 bench for a sub-junior uh male or female in this case female in the 69s is pretty ridiculous and she told more than all the way classes above her so kind of like malik had totaled more than everyone else uh she had told more than everyone else in the sub junior so um that's a great potential there for a lifter from poland who doesn't have as many like star athletes compared to some of these other countries and you and it's always nice when the host nation does well winning best lifter and is obviously a standout yeah, definitely shows some potential. But um, as far as like some of these smaller countries that don't send full teams, maybe they can't send, you know, as many juniors or sub juniors or maybe any of them, depending on when, where the world is. Um, but then if you have the world somewhere close or in your home country, that's where you can really bring in all your lifters. And then you're seeing that potential where they're winning the team for both sub juniors and juniors. And then they have someone like that who's the best lifter. Yes, sir. Um, We'll move on to the juniors. I'll do the the junior women, the best lifters. Uh, the best lifter from France, Jad Jacob. The second best lifter also from France, Laura Montelin. And then the third best lifter from Lithuania. I'm not sure how to pronounce the name. Ramoni Venaskate. And then on the men's side, let me scroll down. 
the junior best lifter from Italy, Eduardo Mazzuccielli, the second best lifter from Sweden, Carl Johansson, and then the third best lifter from Great Britain, Nathan Javau. And then as far as the teams, for the women's side, the best team was France, 60 points. Second best was Great Britain, 43 points. Third best team was Spain, 36 points. And on the men's side, best team was Spain, 47 points. Second best team was France, 38 points. And third best team was Great Britain, 35 points. So Great Britain came away with second on the women's side and third on the men's side. Um, there's probably a lot more to talk about here on the juniors. Uh, what 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 class or what lift do we want to start with? Um, Ryan, well, um, let's kick let's kick off with um, Tamar, the one twenty plus guy. Oh shit, but we're going we're know, going straight to the I, big I, boys. All right. I'm I'm sorry, uh, uh, Ryan. I know probably you would have uh, dropped uh, Jen Jacob there, but let's talk about this kid, right? I mean. Anyone that didn't watch this, anyone that watched this on a live stream, you should have watched it literally there. I was there. When he loaded a 403.5 kilo squat, I was like, hang on. Every time I hear these numbers, I can think of Ray and Jesus. Who's, who's loading 400? This is a myth. Do you know what I mean? And then the way he moved it, he moved it so well. Everyone thought he was going to come out with or a, a, a third, but he didn't. But at the same time as well, is if you think about it, I think a genius, he just competed a genius. And he's caught it, I think, 395, I think, if I'm right. For him to load 403.5 second attempt, a couple of weeks later, that's mental. You know, I think his performance to me caught my eye because I know Jesus is the god of 120 plus. But to get someone breach that a thousand plus kilo is really good. And the same thing we said about Bonica previously in our um, recap we did. You need battle to make the weight class exciting. You know, not just Jesus coming. We know he's the only man that told a thousand kilos going to go above it. But to see him doing a 10-11, it was impressive. And plus, the 400 deadlift he went for on a given day probably would have got it. You know, and then to see that again is exciting for that battle. Even that alone, for of course, the squat probably won't really be a battle. The, the bench press it won't be a battle. But when you see on that deadlift battle, it will be exciting because he's still. I think he still hold the world record. Um, genius. I think on top of my head, if I'm right. But that four hundred he loaded on a given day, he has it. He has it. Well, put it this way: we were okay. So put to put some perspective on this, this kid from Georgia. Timur is 21 years old, already totaling over a thousand kilos, squatting 400 kilo and up. And we were all talking about in our recap of the open European championships in the men's, who's going to deadlift 400 first in the IPF. Well, this fucking gutsy 21 year old kid has already loaded it up and given it a swing. And he's already, or I think he's 385 ish, whatever terms of the record. He could, he, he, if he can get another swing at it, I don't know. He, like, this kid could do it. That's how crazy he's mm -hmm. already in that conversation to be the first person ever. He's 21. For sure, he could start. He just entered into the thousand kilo plus club. He could start covering some major ground, especially considering his age and the type of gains that he's already making to your point with this squat. Already at 403. I don't know. Maybe not yet. He's a contender for Jesus. Give him a year, 18 months, something like that. I mean, he's, he's how quickly a super heavy, when you're already a thousand kilos up, 50 kilos percentage wise of your total is very small. If people are, can anticipate 3% jumps, what's 3% on like, you know, thousand, obviously 30, but like think of how quickly people can start making jumps like this. Right. So yeah, 50 kilos here, 50 kilos again. He's right there. He's right in the action. Let's see what happens, man. He's 21 years old and already this close. Um, I mean, I, he's outpacing a lot of heavyweights. I don't know what Jesus was at 21 if he was already in a thousand kilo club. But again, you don't want to do too much comparison there, but because people pace differently. But the kid is a special talent. Um, I'm glad you brought him up. 
He didn't come out for his third squad either. Kept a, kept a little bit in the tank, probably because he knew he had some goals, grab that squat record, and then load up for that final uh, deadlift. It's too bad. I don't know if they weren't aware about the ruling, and maybe he could have been in the open and, and done all this in the open, but whatever. I think, I think I think he chose to do the gym. And at the same time as well, is like, um, I mean, no shit to Jesus. Jesus decided to compete in the open because he's that strong, right? He went, I, I, even when I got him in my podcast last time, when he said in the gym, there was no battle. The battle was in the open because Ray is in the open and I have to get in the open. If I don't win the open, What's the point? To him, the open means more than the genius. But when you you think about Temo, him is focused more on the genius because he did genius this year. Literally, he did genius in Turkey. He did it when he scored in 395. And now he did the Europeans as a genius because he could have won the European as, as a genius. No one would have touched him, but he chose to do as a, a genius. So again, at the same time, as you said, he's 21. He still got that war a good three years before he go to open. So if he want to buy himself time to just do it in a, let's say in the right way. And um, yeah, he said good at three years. So yeah. Yeah. Looking at the, uh, the junior records real quick, the squat world records, 427.5. So it was a little bit away from that, but you know, in two years, who knows what he can get up to the Delphi has at 385.5. And then the total is at 1045. So, you know, 30-ish kilos away. So potentially he could be taking away Hazel's records when, two in years. a couple more years. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally like, look that yeah, 30 kilos in two years for sure. He's he's already he's done like 20 kilos in, in two months. You know what I mean? Like this is yeah, man. He's so there you go for the pacing with Jesus and, and what could happen coming ahead. Even that squad record, my dude, look what he did in two months for sure. He's got two years. He could be taking all Jesus's junior records and then set up the big showdown with Jesus. So maybe Jurens to Jurens point, stay in the juniors and when and take all Jesus's records as a junior. So when you enter the open, then it really builds. I took all your records and now I'm coming for your title. But but even even possible for next year, it depends on how their nation works and what they're thinking. It's possible that because like. The open worlds was in South Africa. Then maybe they didn't want to send him to the open. He wasn't going to win. They focused on the juniors, but now his toll is higher. You know, he's at 10 11. And what did Jesus just do at worlds? 10 22 was it? So, you know, they're looking at that number. They're also looking at next year opens is in Malta and juniors I looked up is in Romania. So both in Europe. So potentially they could then send him to both. And even if you get second place in open, well, okay, you're a junior, you get second place in the open, and then you go win your junior worlds a few months later. So potentially we can see him there. You're not wrong, man. 10, uh, 10, 22. I mean, that's Jesus injured on a bad day, but still, you know, you got to be watching that thinking, is it like we said before, show up, see what happens. Want to talk about a couple of the, we might as well state the men's if we're in the men's. What are you thinking, Arian? Sure. If you got any names for the men, jump on it. I got one. If we're just going to, if we just want to, snowball in here with a couple um first off hats off to from spain ivan who didn't have the the world championship experience he wanted in clinching the european title here i think he's capable of more i mean he didn't have a great deadlift day but a win's a win baby so so take it <laughs> take that gold medal back to spain carl johansson in the 74s from sweden as well the returning junior world champion um, taking the the European title with a seven thirty or a seven hundred thirty one kilo total in the seventy fours, pretty good for a junior. I mean, he's got a lot of room to grow as well. Ended off with a three hundred eight point five junior world record deadlift as well. So hats off to him. I think that was broken later on the same week. We had three international events happening. We had the Euros, the Asians, and the Commonwealth, and I believe somebody in the Asian Championship might have took that seventy four kilo. Um, world record deadlift at some point but uh and and if i could just bounce around here gentlemen i just want to hit one more off a couple more actually but you guys feel free to jump in whatever you want in the 83s eduardo mazzuccelli who previously was a junior world champion came in 2022 to defend his title lost his title to sean Jin of us but broke john hack's squat world record and extended that world record, a 308-kilo squat. This kid is a junior. 
I mean, that is John Hack's junior world record he took this summer, and now he's extending it even further. Um, finishing off, just missing his final deadlift with a 793. He wanted to jump up 10 kilo. Uh, I mean, he's if he would have got that 10 kilo, that would have actually been half a kilo more than Sean Jin, if I remember correctly. So I think he was trying to make himself, you know, positioned as the number mean, one 83 you junior. Five, you, mean, you mean five kilos. If he would have got that, he would have went up five kilo. Yeah. So he would have yeah. been, so he would have been half a kilo off of what Sean Jin had to win juniors. And I think they were positioning themselves to finish 2022 as winning the Europeans and also the number one 83 kilo junior, even though Sean Jin would have won the world championship, at least he finishes off in the number one position. Maybe, maybe that's a goal that, or maybe it's just pure coincidence that he missed that last dead and lost that five kilo. Either way, um, a, a phenomenal performance by Eduardo, who who might not have had the the junior world's experience he wanted, had a phenomenal squat, but did great at the juniors here or at the European juniors here. Um, yeah, by the way, just just a point there on the, the seven ninety three until his comp that was the European record, even the seniors, the total there. Oh no! That trumped the junior, trumped the seniors. So only there is um. Someone named Jiren in the UK, the one that took to 800 is the one that took it away from us. Hey. So, yeah. Um, but at the same time, he's the one that put Jiren on the pedestal that 308.5. I wouldn't have gone for that if he didn't score 308. I thought, because a, a genius is scoring 303, he's on a 0.5. I thought here he's going to score 304.5 because I had 305 in me when I went to this. I was like, okay, if he scored 304.5 or 304, I'm going to hit my 305 and then I get that from him. And then he loaded the 308.5. I was in the crowd. I was like, you bastard. You just made my life hell. <laughs> so, yeah. very. I mean, the performance of that kid was impressive. And then just to think about, again, as you mentioned there, to think about, he's still a junior, yeah. right? And next year, I think he's still going to be 23 next year, isn't he? If I'm right. I mean, this was his last year. Next year, he was a senior. And then, Malta will be interesting. Malta will be interesting. You know, 793 as a junior. And coming Malta, if all the seniors don't bring the the A games, these kids would just would slap us on the road. Literally. You know? And It'll of course, on that 83. Of course, they easily. And then I have to mention uh, Nathan there on that 83. I think, again, Nathan's squad did not go to plan on his... um. Last attempt squat, which was a grind of that thing, literally for his life. And then at the end, he didn't get it. And the funny thing, what it was, again, as we said, the refereeing was really tough at the European, even at the junior. They started from the juniors. So, Aaron, you're a ref, right? The ref didn't give the squat because the ref thought, the referees thought it didn't hit that. They went to the jury, the replay, the jury went like, oh, yeah, he hit that, but his knee, he had soft knees. Is it not just finding a, a, an excuse there not to give the kid a squat? Because they said, okay, the depth is there, but he had soft knees. I was like, yeah, but they gave him the red because of no soft knees, because of the depth. So you should check that no soft knees. But anyway, so he was just unlucky on that squat. And I think uh, we mentioned this on when we, we did the um, seniors uh, recap. All, after that happened, he lost it already. It's kind of like he lost the game the, the championship already because when he even came out in his bench you can tell even when he was benching he was just doing it the fact that I don't want to bomb out I just want to do it deadlift Nathan is a big puller when I mean a big puller in Britain in the E3s apart from Kunz he's the second biggest puller in Britain Nathan has about 335 340 in him holy shit pool. but yeah so but when he came for three which is 700 pound 315 and missed it because he went on his foot. And again, as I said, you can look his, his expression, you can tell like, he's not here. He's not putting no literally love into this one anymore. So he lost the championship from that last squad. That's when he lost it. But again, it is what it is. But yeah, he went in there, uh, me thinking he's going to beat Eduardo because Eduardo beat him a genius in Turkey. I think by something about 2.5 kilos? 
he was about two point two point five kilos. So I was expecting Nathan to get one over him, but it didn't happen. So yeah, these two literally, these two um juniors were incredible. And and I'm 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 looking forward to the eight hundred. It's not too far. Yeah, for sure. For both of them, if they, if, if Nathan's capable of those numbers. Um also want to th- throw a shout out to Rico from France in the 93s. Totaling 812.5, misses last dead, misses last squat. His last squat, he took a big 10 kilo jump from his second attempt. You throw those 10 kilos on there. Also took a nice sizable 15 kilo jump from his second dead to his last dead. So if he starts hitting, if he goes nine for nine, you see how big his total is going to end up. Clinching the junior European title with an 812 and a half. And I think that might tie his previous personal best. I'm not, or has he hit 818? It's around there anyways. It's ballpark around there anyways. Yeah, I was going to say, it's somewhere around there. I'm pu- I'm trying to pull up right now an open powerlifting. Yeah, he's done 818. The, the issue with Rico the last couple of meets is depth. Like his second squat is showing, okay, you can do 302.5, but then he just cuts his depth on 302.5. It looks easy and it gets called for it. So he, that's why his total's kind of been a little bit stagnant. But if he can commit to himself like hey i'm just gonna go down to depth i'm more than capable of making this then yeah he gets that 10 kilos and then if he went a little bit more conservative on his deadlift you know he could be pushing 830 but because he has that issue with depth that's why he's in the in the teens 818 mm. 812.5 and stuff like that but good for him to come back and and win that weight class um with some of these other guys uh not tolling as much like uh lee yulong from sweden his total was down quite a bit um just to add some notes there for what you guys said already for Eduardo Mazzuccelli, just going over squat as well, he has a 308 squat. The open world record Russ has is 320.5. So he's moving in the opens, but now he's a new challenge, getting to that 320.5, which, you know, he's plenty of time. He's still young to get there. Similar thing with uh, Carl Johansson, the 74s. His deadlift is 308.5 for the junior record. He's still a junior, but the open is 322.322, Shell Bakulan. So he's kind of getting close to that as well. So that kind of just gives people perspective on how strong these world records squat and delf are for these two lifters like how competitive they are and jern's already said with eduardo for the open he's at 793 with with no rust there at worlds now getting over that 800 kilo barrier who can get to you know 815 who can get to whatever is needed to win 810 815 820 is you're going to have possibly jern's eduardo delaney if sean jin gets in there and Aharo. so it's going to be a, a nice competitive battle there Impossibly, uh, yeah, and yeah, and on that, on that, um, I mean, again, bringing back to '93 as well. Uh, one of the things, one of the things we didn't mention there is the Brits, the English kids, um, um, Jack Hopkin, the 19 year old. There, if you see a 19 year old already, 78 is impressive, you know. Um, so he had the perfect mate, nine out of nine. You know, it was not even like a, a name that people thought he would place top four. You know, just I mean, I didn't, I don't know, I, I don't know what happened with uh, Lee Yulong. I, I have no idea what happened because he won world. You're That's right. Him yeah. and, you expect him to him to list. He and come on, at least at least a hundred. Do you know what I mean? Even if he can't come close, at least a hundred. But for him to finish up with seven, 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 it was surprising, especially yeah, especially knowing the Swedish team how they are with the coaching game day. So to get him to a seven-seven, not even like a, a podium, it, it was surprising to everybody. That was surprising to me. Yeah, well said. I, I mean, he he shocked a lot of people at Junior Worlds. You know, we had the big three at Junior Worlds, and he was outside of it, coming in, upset everybody, took the Junior Worlds, became a world champion. And come on in here, you would have thought favorite, but who knows? Maybe he was injured. I'm not sure what the background story is, but the finish off podium for sure is a shocker. Rico getting a little bit of taste of revenge on that one. Yeah. I was pulling up a 2015 world. Cause I always remember when Lane Norton went to worlds in the 93s against Christopher's Bicky lane totaled 798 kilos in the open 93s and got silver medal. Now, like you said, Jack, Jack Hopkins just turned 19 and he's already hitting 780. like less than 10 years, less than one decade later, this is how fast it's progressing, where we have Rico, you know, at 812.5 as a junior, and then you got to have someone like Jack Hopkins just getting into the juniors already at a 780. Or fucking a teenager like 
the French guy we just talked about, Mal yeah. Malik, hitting 800. 800.5, yeah. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to mention on the men's junior side? You want to switch over to the women's? We could go to the women's. I'll just rattle off a couple of the winners anyways. Antonio Perez from Spain getting gold in the 105s, 120s. Anton Vaser from Sweden getting a gold medal. And uh, I believe I missed out the 66s. Arthur Huit being from France, getting the gold. Might as well give them their kudos. And uh, what the heck? 53 juniors representing Romania. Andre Georgiuscu, uh getting the gold medal. And then, yeah, let's move on to the... Let's see anyone else has anything. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned the, the 66s because you mentioned uh, Ivan. Did you mention the 66? I did. Arthur winning gold, right? Okay. Okay, I just didn't remember if you mentioned it. And and my my lifter Tenho got silver in the six sixes, so I had to nice. drop that in there too. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you better, sir. <laughs> we right, moving in, that. sir. We going to the you, women's? Yeah, what do you want to start with? You want to go straight to Jad Jacko? Let's 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 <laughs> we might as well go right to Jad Jacko. What are we talking about here? She stole the show. It's insane. Look at everybody remembers in South Africa open world championships. A huge battle breaks out. I was not foreseeing this on the preview show. You guys had told me Jad is Jad's right up there calculating her, her gym lifts. And I was like, really? With Joy? Two division world champion, two-time world champion in each division. It's crazy. And you guys are like, yes. It comes down to 0 0.5 kilos right down to the very last deadlift. Joey's got to pull it out in a in an amazing battle. One of the best battles of the 2022 Open World Championships. Now Jad is on everybody's radar. Jad gets injured at the Junior World Championships and ends up having to finish with a token deadlift after breaking the squat world record and has a, everyone's like, is she going to rebound? Is the injury going to pop back up? A massive rebound here. 495.5 kilos and once again we are 0.5 kilos separating her and Joy Namani. 0.5 is the storyline between this rivalry and the women's division. One of the best rivalries we have. They faced off at Open Worlds and everyone's watching and they're still facing off even when they're not toe-to-toe -to -toe in front of each other. It's a great battle. I you know, no Sheffield Inc car invites have been given out yet obviously but this is an easy to lock up rematch where you're guaranteed fireworks and it gets no closer you flip a coin you flip a coin between these ladies because they're doing it at the world championship level as well it's not one of these stories where it's like yeah but this person's hasn't left the u.s and they're eating home cooking doing this no no jad jacob's traveling the world and doing this at, at IPF world-level judging, and we've all talked about how difficult that is. And we all talked about how difficult the judging was at this particular European Championships, and this is the European Championships in which she breaks the world record. Um, what can you say? An amazing performance here. Misses her third squat. Now imagine she would have hit that third squat. Gets all of her deadlifts. Deadlifts 100 kilos even. That's what she'd been hunting for a while. And then just, you know, missed her third deadlift as well. She actually was looking for 500 and up and came damn near close to doing it with that last deadlift. Jad Jacob's top end ceiling, who knows where it is, but I'm guessing by the time Malta rolls around, possibly Sheffield, if she gets the invite, we can anticipate her enjoy or at least one of them going into the 500s. Progress has been phenomenal. And this is, this is, a, this is a rivalry and a showdown that has to happen. And if you look at the greater picture here um, with Natalie Richards coming over from the U.S., who's hit 501 slightly over uh, 57. I know she didn't travel time zones and face international IPF judging, but she's around. She's around there. All of these ladies are around the 500 kilo mark. We got to get excited. It's insane that we have three ladies this close. 52 is a stacked, but there's a gap between number one and the other ladies. These ladies are all neck and neck at the top. It's good powerlifting. And I do want to say, while we're talking about the 57s, Maya Da Silva, who did win the Junior World Championships, I spoke to her briefly, gave her a quick congratulations in the DMs, and she's like, yeah, I didn't have the meat I wanted. It's like, listen, she's like, it was my last year as a junior. This is my last junior comp. I'm like, you're leaving your last year as a junior as a world champion. Whenever you could say that, that's phenomenal. I get it. Like, I, her... 
her top end at the junior worlds, just to give another perspective, because she's entering the, the open as well. So in Malta, look out for her junior worlds. She missed her last deadlift on a down up. It's on a down up, which is the worst way to miss your deadlift. She had the strength for it. It was a, there was a speed wobble in there and lost it. If she got that deadlift, she would have been around 480. You know, that that's that's around the mark that'll win you the open world championships. That's that's what won the open world championships 480.5 or whatever. This is where we're at. The, Maya is up there with these ladies as well. Throw her also into the mix. She didn't have the performance she won at these Euros, but she's top-end talent as well, coming out of Spain. And I love that Spain has these stars rising, but the 57-kilo class, it's its one of the hottest divisions. I can be talked into 76s because you got Carlina and um, obviously Agatha and Jess, but I can be talked into the 57s as well. Um, I think it's about it's about the, it's about uh, Ryan. It's about the depth of the, the the division. With the seventy six, you have go Agatha, Kalena, and uh, um, Jess. So unless someone else comes up, then then we can say okay, there's four or five. But in the fifty seven, you have got your Mrs. Namani herself. You have got Jade. You have got Bobby Butter. You know. You have go um your lady here you just spoke about um, the silver days there the silver Richards, Richard. yeah. so yeah. we're talking about we're talking about five there you know what I mean and yeah. anyone else that adds there is six that's six I mean anyone can win it you know but in the seventy six those threes are up there the rest is done so basically top three if they all have a, a perfect days top three is done and the rest can fight for fourth. But these six, anyone can win it on the day. That's how impressive this is. And um, talking about Jacob there, if you, you add up the missed squat she missed and the missed deadlift, I think she missed as well. If you add that one up, that's over 500. If yeah. she had a nine out nine day, that's over 500 kilos. That's insane. And she, and she her last pull, man, it, it, things are getting, like she's pulled 230 in the gym. It's yeah. her progress is her progress in 2022 from what she, like you look at her best from 2021 and you look at how she left 20, like entering 2022 and leaving 2022 has been insane. Her progress. I, I, I you know, I raised my hand and I say, I didn't see it coming. And some of the fellas in the preview shows thought they saw it coming, but my eyes are wide open now. You know, going into 2023, if she continues his progress, I don't know. We got ourselves some good scraps. Um, it's I'm crazy excited for it. And to your point, the 76s, the podium, we know what the podium is, and no one's really going to threaten the podium too much. In terms of the 57s, getting a bronze is going to be the fight of their lives. The fight of their oh, lives yeah. for the bronze. We could see all the podium at Worlds 500 and up. It's fucking insane. Yeah. 500 and up. I mean, it's and and to come in fourth, fifth, sixth, you would have a total that would have won this world's in the past summer, like four eighty. Yeah. I mean, fuck, it's insane. Anyways, yeah, yeah, for sure. Had to get the Jajaka uh, performance off the hop once we got into the ladies' division because, um, I mean, it's the one that really stands out. But we do have some other standouts that we could talk about real quick. France got shooters all over the place, and talking about some showdowns in the sixty-nine kilo class. The returning junior world champion, Clara Perrault, battles it out with some old rivals here. Agnes Rudin returns. Agnes didn't have the day she wanted overall, but old trusty bench press was there. But Samantha Eugene definitely was, you know, a lot of it's thought because she had totaled so heavy in the 63s. We've seen what she'd done in the gym previously. Um, but I think she might have either got injured, sick, or both at these junior uh, European championships and didn't have the day she wanted. The numbers weren't there. And Clara Perrault, you know, being the professional that she is, going nine for nine and totaling 1050.5, which is an outstanding total for a junior 69. Um, soaring, she's got an absolutely bonkers 2020. And she had some look at going into junior worlds. She's facing returning junior world champion Agnes Rudin from Sweden, um, facing heavy opposition air. Agnes previously having defeated her for the world title, gets revenge, takes the world title. Then coming into junior Europeans, Samantha Eugenie, we all know the type of star that she is, again, facing that kind of opposition and pulling off the win once again. Clara Perro really emerging herself 
in the uh, 2022 season. And Samantha Eugenie didn't have the competition she wanted, but I think she's going to rebound. We all know she's better than what did she get here? 495. You know, we know if you look at if, if you look at those total, right? I know um, um, Clara Clara Peru went all out and won it. No, no, no. But anyone could have won it because when you think about it, um, uh, what's the third the lady that got third? Is it how do you say her name? Ramune, I believe from so. uh, Lithuania, Lithuania. She held the world record total for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyone could have won it because she won five ten, and this silver one went to uh, Naomi with a five or eight and five or seven five or seven point five and four ninety five. So anyone could have won that one. So that was another battle to watch. It was really really. Uh, not, I think this is the one that. The world record was broken by a few times, and we were watching and thinking, "Oh my God, who's going to go home with it?" So it was a very, very interesting battle on that one on that sixty-nine class. Three kilos separated all three ladies on the podium. That's insane. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 depth of talent in the sixty-nine kilo juniors: Claire Perro, Neil, no, uh, no, how do you pronounce that name? Fanton, anyways, from Italy. Um, Ramon from Lithuania, and then Samantha Eugenie finishing off the podium, Agnes Rudin finishing off podium. When you got former world champions like Agnes and Samantha finishing off podium, you know that's a deep division. Um, and next year, man, it's going to get better. Like Samantha's not, lightning doesn't strike twice. She's not going to be sick twice or anything like that. Nothing. She'll be back 100% or injured or whatever the heck it was. Obviously, something was off, um, whatever it was. So, She'll bounce back. She'll and so will Agnes. Agnes's total, though, it's got to turn around. There's a bit of a trend here, and it's been trending downwards. Agnes has previously been hitting more, and you know she's obviously not past her prime at her age, where she's starting downtrend. So she's got to turn it around. She's capable of going 500 and up. Yeah, with the uh, with Agnes, that's why I mentioned a preview show. Like something's up. Her like total has been trending down, and I said, you know, this class is going to be killers, and she's going to fall off the podium. And so, unfortunately, she got fifth. The positive, like you said, the bench showed up and she um, was battling in the bench with, um, trying to find the name right now, Drusilla from Italy. And so she at least got her bench record back because that lifter Drusilla opened up with the world record bench press. So at least she got to hold on her bench. Her bench is moving up. Now she has to figure out the squad deadlift because these other ladies are passing her. With Sam, uh, I don't know if you guys heard anything or not, if her plan is to go back down to 63s or if her plan is to fill out the 69s because she weighed in at 66. So she can easily go either way. And as far as the team, it may help as with Sam being 63s and Claire being 69s and not having to battle each other. And with the deadlift, she missed that opener deadlift. Just on a little bit of up-downs, like a little bit of balance issue. The bar dipped down a little bit, and so she had to repeat that. If that didn't happen, she could have gone up a little bit on a second, potentially putting herself into you know bronze medal or whatever at that point. And then on the third deadlift, try and pull for the win. So she fell off the podium just because of that little bit of issue. Um, with Noemi and Ramuni, I don't know if that's how to pronounce it, they had a great squat world record battle as well. So they both broke the world record squat on their second attempts, both broke it on their thirds. Ramuni had it two to one, and then the jury overturned it to a no lift. So she had that uh, world record squat, which would have helped her as well at the end for the total, but the jury overturned it to a no lift. And then, yeah, at the end, like Jern said, the world record was broken four times. Clara broke it on her second deadlift, and then Noemi and Ramuni broke it on their third deadlifts, and then Clara had to pull that final deadlift to break the world record total again and the world record deadlift. So it was a ridiculous battle. And another situation with them when the body weight came into place where Ramuni um, had higher points than them. So she actually got the third best lifter um, behind Jad and Laura, even though she didn't get first place in the class. <laughs> um, I'll That's also my... say, and... sorry, go ahead, buddy. No, go ahead, Randall. go ahead. I was going to move along to another weight class. So if you want to stick in that weight class. So I, was just, I was just about to say about Ryan and, and Arian saying for Samantha potentially going to 63. But if you're not 63, if you look, that's another French girl there. She, <laughs> I think she, she's not She's not leaving. I think she made an announcement. She is going to be full. I know Arian's point that they're kind of Well, they got too many shooters themselves. because when, when we talked about the team points – they got 60 points. They got five goals. They maxed it out. They got too many shooters. 
but they are she mad. is she is staying in that weight class i can tell you okay that. Yeah, I think long term it would be beneficial for her. She seems like she's kind of tall and that she can like fill out her body more. So yeah, going yeah. 69, she can probably fill out her body in that squat and bench are really going to go up to match that yeah. deadlift. She she's yeah. planning on it in in what yeah, you're right. I mean, but maybe they could send two 69s, who knows. Um mm-hmm. talking about I want to talk keep it on Team France for a second here. 52 kilo class, Camille Hedris from France, the junior world champion in the 52s, finishing with a 407.5. Um, just missing her last deadlift, trying to bump up to a 410. And she's been powerlifting for about a year and already just coming in a, and, and look at work. I think she's hit 410 somewhere at a local meet. But anyways, in the 400s, in the 52s, 415 podiums in the open. She's been powerlifting a year. You know, she's seven and a half <laughs> kilo off podium in the open. And, and so just to give you some barometer, man, she's a freaking, she's a special talent, been at this for a year. By the time she hits the open, you get into 420, your podium in the open at the world championships. So she's right up in there and she's, I don't know what's her age here, in 2000. She's, so she's, she's 22. She's, she's got 22. another year then. Yeah, she's got another year yeah. and she's, and it'll be only her second year powerlifting. Tons of potential on her. Olivia from Finland. Taking the bronze, um, Olivia also a pretty good junior as well. That'll be aging out. And as I rip through here, uh, in the 76 is Clara Motale from France. France got shooters. Got another world title or sorry, European title here. She was the world champion in the juniors. Coming here, taking the junior European title with a 550. Um, that would have been good enough to win the open. She's good in the 76s. She's hit 555, and I believe she's better than 555 even. I'm not sure what the full story is here. She took it somewhat easy going into cruise control, doing an easy nine for nine. I've seen her in the gym hit 570. Different doing it in the gym than on the platform. I get it, especially international level IPF. But in terms of potential, I think she can get closer to that 570 on the platform next year she's not going to threaten agatha jess and carlina but she's going to be close enough somebody because they're so close and fighting and they're going to push each other somebody starts missing lifts because they're being pushed and they're fighting to win she could actually end up on the podium taking someone's medal but that one if she goes um if she goes to uh, 36 seniors because she's still a junior she still has a year left Right. So I mean, she can. Right. Yeah. The thing with the open, with the worlds, because they split it, and you're right, she might not go open. Because they split it, she has the option to do them both, like Jad did. Where, but yeah. she might not. Well, well, you're right. We're going to have to see. You know, uh, who knows what her plans are? Yeah. It depends on her confidence levels and if she wants to go that route. It's just that the death of this 60, 60, 76 class round. Even like Vilma Olsen that came second with 527 and a half kilo. Sophia Ellis, that one day senior with 528 kilo. Yeah. That's 0.5 kilo. Yeah. Like she came second. It's just to say how, the, the depth is just ridiculous. You know, these these juniors, I don't know what they've been eating. They should show some of us what, what the diet looks like because this is just insane. Probably Ryan will go back to lifting again. You know? <laughs> and Bilbo is a former junior world champion as well and uh, and on a good day I mean if she gets that other squat in there too she went for the world record in her third and final she's broken with that world record before she's a world record squatter that could have been another what are we looking at here five and a half kilo at she's into the 530s I mean yeah. and she's a, she's still a junior yeah the 76s do have some depth not quite there's a bit of a gap between Laura and Vilma in the open, whereas the 57s, there's no gap between them in the open. That's what gets yeah. that's why in my mm-hmm. book, I think I've swayed to the 57s, but 76 is you know, I because I swear to god, Arian, did the last podcast that I say the 76s were the best? And now I'm saying 56s. Yeah, you did. I think Eric yeah. Helms sold us on the 76s and I the 93s. Me. I think he sold me, yeah. I think I'm taking my money back. I'm but, it's close, but also it's like I think. 76 is a little bit more well known now like we know what carlina and jess and agatha's total is 57s we're not as sure because we want to see what natalie richards can do like yeah. you know at a bigger meet with ipf uh, refereeing and stuff like that and also maybe a little bit of personalities like 
Um, Joy is not as active on like social media. Um, Maria T is like not as active anymore. Evie is not like as active um, versus like Jess has a lot of followers. She's always posting stuff. People know her, everything like that. Agatha is like this new young girl who competes classic and equipped and is like the, you know, the very nice killer. And then now we have Carlina coming. You're calling her the 76 kilo terror. And, you know, she's coming in and take over. And also we have different regions. So now we have like, you know, the North American, we have the European, we have the Oceania. 57s, you have like Jad, Joy, Bobby, they're all European. So you don't get as much of a reach like that kind of thing. So I think maybe over time, the 57s could take over. We'll see. Yeah. If Natalie mm -hmm. Richards comes in and does what we think she's going to do. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's other names. Like you, I was thinking more names as you guys were talking. Like, yeah, if you have Natalie Richards, then you have Evie, then you have Maria T. E yeah. Evie, Brittany yeah. Seplicki possibly, you know, could get on there depending on the team. So there's a lot of potential options there in the 57s now. I have to see what happens. Um, I also want to give a shout out to as well. Uh, Ernho Love from Great Britain did a, I mean, she wanted that for 245.5 deadlift, but hit a 240.5 deadlift. Um, finished off with a 538.5 kilo total and taking the junior title here as well as Listus from Ireland in the 84 pluses. Weighed in at 89 kilos and finished off with a 540. And she had a nice 220 kilo squat. She is a massive squatter here. And she's a very small 84 plus. She could easily make 84, but got a big 220. And she made easy work at 220 as well. Like she blew it up and looks like she's got plenty more in the tank. She could look at 227 and a half is 500 pounds. She could squat. She's going to squat 500 pounds in as as a very light 84 and a half like she can make 84 easily easily i mean it just like to make a point there on earl of there i mean just this is her first international may right? first international may and i think on top of my head if i'm right i think it's her it's her is it fourth powerlifting me oh my god are you serious yeah because she she's yeah because she did regional and she did uh, juniors English, uh, British juniors. She did all England. Yeah, this is literally her fourth part of the mate. And the and that girl has got a monster deadlift. Her deadlift is monstrous. She pulled two fifty in the gym yeah, before this. Yeah, I seen that. I posted it. Yeah. So it's just like again, just to say like. The talent that's coming through these juniors is ridiculous. Just your first international meet, your first ever, and you're going to squat the European record squat. That's what she got. She squatted, she squatted the European record and the European deadlift. At that time, she even had the European um, deadlift record in the Open before Ziana broke it. She had that. So this just tells you how these talents is just stupid, you know. Really stupid, and plus, she still got, I think, what a year or two years left. And how do you pronounce how, how do you properly pronounce her first name? How did you say it? You said it right, Erolov. Erolov, yeah. So, okay. so in a Jerns in a Delif battle, are you going to take Ziana or Erolov? Why did you do this to me, Ariel? Why? <laughs> Why? I'll, I'll take both. Ah. It's a I'll tie, but who both. wins on body weight? GB's got <laughs> deadlift shooters, man. Watch out. Well, here's, yeah, I'll take both. Here's the thing. Um, Earl Love also was a light 84. And she has, so she hasn't maxed out the 84 limit either. I mean, she weighed in at 81 and change. So she also, when she finally, I mean, she's young um, and she's just new to powerlifting, obviously competing and whatnot. So when she actually maxes out, keeps lifting weights, throws on more muscle mass, you see her on Instagram, she's muscular. Like she is an A1 athlete for sure. Her she, top end she can easily she, she can easily be a 76, easily. Here's the thing. She's got to bring her bench up. Her, she's got a big deadlift, obviously. She's got a big squat. Obviously, it's that it's that bench press that's hurting her. Like, like her and Jack Jackup yeah. have comparable bench press, right? That should not happen. <laughs> she, she's if she can bring her bench press up, sky's the limit. But she's just started into powerlifting, and this is the natural power that she has. She naturally adapted to squat and bench early. Cool. Give her time, the bench will rise. That's what happens bench when you first start. Yeah.
Yeah, exciting stuff here. I can't talk because I can't bench. I can't make no comment on bench, but yeah. So like, I ain't saying, <laughs> I, ain't talk, don't, I ain't talking about my bench either. I ain't talking about my bench either. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's got a lift, and that's usually, oh, that's a lot of people's. We, we've we said some of the other winners, I guess we should probably say 63 kilo. Uh, Ludwig Delos of France won with a 481.5, a respectable total there. And in the 47s from Italy, Italians got the, the small lifters here. Marta Scuderi from Italy taking the gold. And Alessandra Gentilucci taking the gold in the 43 kilo junior classes. And we had said who won the overall, right? Irene, you already said the team points? Yeah, we did the team points and we did the best lifters. Like France, like I said, they got that perfect score. They got to find out where to put all their lifters. Doggy, yeah, 12 12 to all the points, man. All gold medalists for anyone listening. Um, your top five contribute points towards your, your national teams, right? So, you want to, as a national team, have your five best lifters spread out over weight classes, obviously, right? And, and rank the highest they can. And if you get a gold medal, you win your national team 12 points, you get a silver, it drops to nine. So, there's a heavy emphasis on winning this. So to Arian's point in the 69 kilo class, when you have Samantha and Clara who could potentially both be winners, it's like, it's 12 points. Or even if we do one, two punch in the same weight class, it's 12 points and nine points, not 12 points and 12 points. It's tough. It's very, very tough. Italy's got the same thing in the 63 kilo class with Sarah Naldi and Chiara Bernardi. But um, it is what it is, man. You can't force lifters to be like, you have to force feed yourself or or cut crazy you just gotta end up where you end up sometimes right but um in a roundabout way it happens because you also have corolla cara so eventually if they like go open yeah. then you say hey we can by rule we can only take two of you so whoever's the two best ones we take the other one either has to stay home or switch to another weight class so then they may be like okay i'd rather go to another weight class and be able to go to worlds rather than not be able to go to worlds the other thing i want to note as we have said with the open is for the junior women here 25 nations were competing for the juniors on the men's side 26 nations so even in the juniors a lot of nations sent teams and yeah there's some of the teams there's only one lifter but like the top 12 for the junior women the top 12 teams were sending you know really big rosters and very competitive everything like that so pretty stacked even in the juniors and um let me just take a little peek here at the yeah, as I expect. So Jad Jacob would have won the open best lifter as well. Jad, this is where like Jad Jacob really, in terms of the Europeans championships, was a massive star that arrived. I was looking at it earlier for the the women's all time and open powerlifting on points. She's currently at 16 before all these meets because I haven't put them in yet. She's going to move up to about seventh from 16th to 7th based on the performance. She's a so, junior. Yeah, so she's beating now. She'll be beating people like Joy, Danielle Mello, Jessica Bittner, Agata. These Whaley. are legends. These are yeah. world champion legends you're just rattling off. She just bypassed all of them. She's a junior and she won it all. She's best lifter of including the Open. It's crazy, man. Yeah. But, uh, so it, yeah, it's, it's wild. Again, going back when we, when we used to remember like a lot of Masters lifters or people even later in their 30s were winning when it was like, Susie Harwick, Gary, uh, Jennifer Milliken, Jen Thompson, Kimberly Walford, all them. Now it's as we're getting more competitive in the sport, we're getting more athletes, and it's going to a younger and younger age. The peak age is kind of like you know going to what it should be. So now you have people like Turbo Tiff and Jad Jacob and Juniors being some of the top open lifters ever. It's because people are powerlifting sooner and they're finding it sooner. I remember before mm -hmm. social media, you wouldn't find powerlifting. You have to run into a, somebody who actually powerlifts at the gym because there's no social media to let you know. It even is around. It's not on TV. It's not organized through the city. Cities organize baseball teams, soccer teams. There's nothing like that. You have to run into somebody. Now, it's easy to find. You'll find it at a young age. I didn't find powerlifting. I was already into the open. So, anyway. They, uh, they have got uh, access to gyms as well. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, like when you live in a in a big city like me, like London and all of that, there is gyms across everywhere. Even like commercial gym nowadays, when you go, there's a platform. Yeah, you know. But back in the days, you never used to have that. But now there's a platform. Like a, they call it weightlifting platform. But when you go there, 
there's a, you know, of course it's not an IPF bar, but there's a bar, there's weight and all of that stuff. So it's easy to the access is a little bit easier now. So that's how we gain all these bursts of talents that's coming out. Yeah. I remember in uh 2012 I had moved to Oklahoma for a job. It's the first time I found a 24 hour like powerlifting gym. Like I'd never heard of like, oh, the gym just open open all the time. You just put your code in, have all the powerlifting equipment. They had monoliths, everything like that. It's the only one I had ever known of. Um, now, like every city here in, in the U.S., especially the big cities, all have like multiple powerlifting gyms. Like here in Miami, I can think of like three off the top of my head that are all like, you know, combo racks, uh, power bars, whether it's Rogue or Lico, Kilo plates, deadlift platforms, everything that they need. Bro, did you say monolift? Are you going to get yourself suspended from the IPF? What gym was this? Who were you training with? Of course. Take it easy. Days... Don't say anymore. Don't say anymore. You already said too much. You already said too much. I don't want to know who was there. That's who... where I met Dennis Cornelius. He was there. Okay. Well, you just got Dennis suspended. Thanks a lot. You're a snitch. <laughs> That's enough. Now I got to fucking edit this. I didn't want to edit this. Come on. Stop. Stop your stories right now. I think we covered everything. You guys have any other thing? Anything else? I think we did. No. All good. right. Want me to cast it off, fellas? This is it. All right, listen. Everybody listening, whatever platform you're listening on, please do subscribe. Do not miss the next episode, not just for King of List, but also the Sabato Sessions. And give us high ratings as well as on Instagram. Tag us in your Instagram stories. We will reply back. Much appreciated, Jerens. I know it's fucking crazy late over there. My man, you're you're an amazing, you're a godsend. You gave us a huge shift right, right here, and I appreciate you, dog. We're going to do it again. Right. Arian, dog, you know how I feel about you. Love you, dog. We'll see each other shortly. And until next time, six-pack lap it at, six up, and we are out.